0: Awesome, great to be with you tonight and uh, if I haven't met you, I'd love to do so at some point. As John mentioned, we're starting a series which I had in my head was four weeks but I think it's eight weeks, is that right? Uh, I think we're doing it for eight weeks so this is gonna be really good and we are starting it tonight and we are gonna dive straight in and read from the Gospel of Matthew. Uh, it's the Lord's Prayer that we're gonna be looking at over these eight weeks and this is one account which comes from the Gospel of Matthew. There's also one in Luke the Gospel of Luke in chapter 11. Uh, but tonight we're just gonna look at the one from, from Matthew. So let's jump into that. If you wanna get into your Bibles, it's Matthew 6, 5 to 13. It'll also uh, come up on the screen as well. Here we go. And when you pray, do not be like the hypocrites, for they love to pray standing in the synagogues and on the street corners to be seen by others. There we go. This is the prayer that we're gonna be looking at over the next eight weeks as uh, the disciples came to Jesus and said, teach us to pray and this is what He says. As we come to this series on prayer, maybe you didn't know that that's uh, what we're doing and you just come into this fresh tonight. What comes into your mind when you think about prayer and maybe how you pray in particular? I think a pretty common response, one that I usually have when we come to the issue, the topic of prayer is that I should be praying more or I could be praying more, that I don't pray enough. And usually when that thought comes, we know why, we put it down to busyness or distraction. But there is a part of us that thinks we should pray. If someone asks you here tonight, probably uh, if they ask you, look, is prayer a good thing? Probably you'd say, yeah, it is. Yeah, it's a good thing. and uh, And we should be doing it, I should be doing it. But often, uh, I think these verses, like like when Paul says, he says, "Pray unceasingly." In other words, pray without stopping. He says in another place, "Pray in all things, at all times, on all occasions." Those sort of uh, pra- that sort of prayer life seems totally out of reach. I think sometimes it seems impossible. It's like there's no way that I could ever literally. Uh, be, be living a life where it is just I mean I'm, I'm constantly praying it just feels out of reach I don't know whether you feel like that I feel like that when I come to this topic of prayer and uh, when, when we think that it can sometimes evoke a sense of guilt maybe a sense of of concern because we do know that prayer is a good thing and we think man I should be praying more I could be praying more the response that I think we usually have or that I have had in the Uh, before anyway is along the lines of this when that tension arises in my heart is to say what I need is to better understand why I should pray you know I, I need to really wrap my head around why this is so important why I need to be spending time praying. Just as we'd you know, convince ourselves, I need to go to the gym. You know, Does anyone have to do that? I need to go to the gym or I need to eat healthy. It seems like something, it's a bit unnatural. We don't really wanna do it. It seems a bit hard maybe, uh, but we know we should be, should be doing that thing. Has anyone seen that sugar movie, the sugar movie? I don't know whether you've seen that. I watched that a few years ago and I didn't eat sugar for like three months afterwards. And, uh, and it didn't last. Look, I'm still eating sugar today. We come to prayer and we, we think, man, I'm not praying like I should, maybe like I could. I need to understand more why prayer is important. I need to really get a hold of why it's so important. But I want to tell you, if we come with that mentality tonight, to the topic of prayer, to this series, I think we are already defeated. Because what we are doing in that attitude with that approach is that we are commending prayer to ourselves rather than ourselves to prayer. We are seeking to justify prayer as a good thing to ourselves rather than, than justifying ourselves to God. We are really trying in this attitude to say, look, I need to work out the value proposition for praying. Why is this worth my time over and against Other things, if we are approaching the issue of prayer, the topic of prayer with an attitude of, I need to convince myself to pray, I wanna tell you there won't be any sustaining of prayer in our lives. There won't be any power in our prayer. We might pray, but it will be out of habit or out of ritual or out of obligation. Maybe in the setting that we're in, our prayers will simply be words And if we come with this attitude that we need to somehow convince ourselves that prayer is really important, that I need to pray more, I wanna tell you, Jesus cannot teach us to pray. Jesus' teaching about prayer here is framed in contrast to two particular groups that he mentions, the Pharisees and the pagans, the Gentiles. Both of these groups thought that they were praying. Both of these groups, if you had looked at them, maybe tonight, if they were here in this room tonight, you would have thought that they were praying. They appeared to be praying. They were saying words addressed to God. The Pharisees in particular would have been using all the right religious words towards God. In fact, the Pharisees were praying to the God that we pray to, they're praying to Jehovah. And yet Jesus says that neither of these groups Neither of these people are actually praying. The words that they're saying, the thoughts that they have are ineffectual, don't have effect. Neither group, neither of those people would be heard by the God who is in heaven. The reason being because of the spirit in which they prayed. The Pharisee is praying to be seen by others. He's saying the right things, making prayers to God so that he would receive the praise of men. The Gentile, the pagan, is praying so that he can get what he wants from God. You know, if I do this, if I pray, God will give me what I want. But what this context means for Jesus' teaching, I think, is that Jesus' teaching on prayer is not so much about how to pray, as it is about who prays. Who is the person who prays? This, I think, is what Jesus is teaching us. For the Pharisees and the Gentiles, prayer is something that they did. It's, it, 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 was a, it was an activity that they engaged in, but it was separate to who they were. It was outside of them. It wasn't inherent to who they were as an individual, Jesus is seeking to teach us to be a praying person, not people who pray. Can you see the difference there? Jesus is teaching us to be praying people, not a person who prays. Let me see if I can illustrate this to you a little bit more, the difference here. About four weeks ago, maybe a little bit longer, we were all wearing masks in our service. Uh, here, here on a night just like tonight, and if someone came, if I came to you on that night and I asked you why are you wearing that mask, uh, what would you respond? I'm going to give you a multi-choice, so you don't actually, you can't say anything. A or B. All right, here we go. Would you have said A because these are the rules that the government have put in place that we need to wear masks indoors to stop the spread of coronavirus? A or B. Would you have said because I want to do my part in stopping the spread of coronavirus. Now, I don't know whether we wanna do a poll here tonight or not, Uh, did everyone get the difference there? I'll just say that again, A, why are you wearing the mask? A, because these are the rules that the government have put in place to stop the spread of coronavirus, or B, because I want to do my part in stopping the spread of coronavirus amongst the community. Look, I'm brave enough to put up my hand for A, is anyone else brave enough to put up their hand for A? Very good. Okay. There's a bit of consensus in the room here tonight. Look, these might seem like similar answers, but I want to tell you they are very different. They are very different. If you said A, like I did, we might say that we're wearing the mask to stop the spread, but that's not the spirit in which we are wearing it, is it? We're following the letter of the law. We're wearing it cuz it's the rules. Cuz that's what they said we need to do. We don't want to be the odd one out breaking the rules, not wearing our mask. Oh, that guy, you know, everyone else is doing it, they're not doing it, you know. That's probably why we're wearing it as well, you know what I mean? Wearing a mask is something that is actually outside of us. It's external to us. It's an activity that we are doing. It's it's not who we are. We're doing it for reasons other than what what we're really meant to be wearing the mask for. We're like a Pharisee who's praying to be seen by others for the praise of men. And because of that, we found it annoying to wear masks, didn't we? Did anyone else find that annoying? Uh, We were sort of like, oh man, get this thing off me as soon as I possibly can. Uh, we we probably bent the rules a little bit even. Oh, do I really need to wear a mask here? Is that the rules? I'm not really sure, you know what I mean? I wanna ask you a second question. What do you think Jeanette, uh, Jeanette Young, our chief medical officer in Queensland, what do you think her response would have been, A or B? Her response would have been B, right? No one needs to tell Jeanette Young to wear her mask. I mean, even if the rule wasn't there, she probably would have been wearing it. She wants to do it because she carries the spirit that underlies the rule. It is inherent to who she is. This is what she wanted to do. This is what she desired to do. She had the spirit that the rule embodied. You see, the disciples were watching Jesus they were seeing Him pray. And the disciples prayed, right? The disciples prayed a lot. They were Jewish. They'd pray probably more than what, than what a lot of us probably pray, right? The disciples are praying, but they saw Jesus praying. And, and prayer to Jesus, when they saw it, it seemed to be the air that He breathed. It seemed to be the thing that He had to do. You know, Jesus was, would, be, would be ministering for 12 to 14 hours a day And all of us, what we're thinking at the end of a 12 or 14 hour day, get me into bed, I need to rest. You know what Jesus was thinking? I need to pray. They saw Jesus. As a man, they saw that prayer was not optional for this guy. It was not take it or leave it. It was not, I'll fit prayer in around everything else. It wasn't the bottom of his list. It was the very top because prayer was not something that Jesus did Prayer was who he was. It was inherent to him. It came out of his spirit, out of his essence, out of his nature. Luke 11, one. One day Jesus was praying in a certain place. When he finished, one of his disciples said to him, Lord, you teach us to pray. The person who prays is the is the one who is like Jesus, is the one who has a spirit the same as Jesus. The disciples saw him, they saw his spirit and it was something different to what they had. They didn't pray like he had. When he prayed, there was power. When he prayed, there was authority. When he prayed, the God in heaven seemed to listen. And so they asked him to teach them to pray. And in this moment, he gives them the Lord's prayer. And in these words, he's not giving them a form. He's not giving them a structure. He's not giving them a a formula or a rule or a method so that they can do this thing called prayer. That's not what he's doing. In this moment, Jesus is giving them an expression of who he is, This is the expression of his spirit, a spirit who prayed, who desired with, it was who he was, he had to pray. These words are are, are a, a tip of the iceberg, give us an insight into the spirit of Christ, who he was. Jesus gives them these words and these would be the words that they would pray, the disciples, that we would pray when we knew our heavenly Father, when they, the disciples, when we have the same spirit as Jesus Christ. It's not a, it's not a rigid form or structure, you know? It's not like Jesus was, was always going up to the mountaintop and saying, my Father in heaven, hallelujah. That's, that, that's not it. It's not a form, it's not a method, it's not a rule. It's the, the words are an embodiment of his spirit that cried out to God always. Had to, desired, must. Andrew Murray says this, how speedily we are deceived into a resting in the form while the power is wanting in our prayer. Our early training, the teaching of the church, the influence of habit, the stirring of the emotions, how easily these lead to prayer, which has no spiritual power and avails but little. Do you feel like there's power when you pray? Do you feel like there's, there's depth to your prayer, like it's coming out from, from the very essence of who you are? You see, to have the form of prayer, to have the words or even the intellectual thoughts or the process of prayer without the Spirit is powerless. Just as wearing a mask without the Spirit that underlies that is powerless, unnatural, unsustainable, will not be continued, so to pray without the spirit that, that wants to pray, that needs to pray is powerless, unsustainable. You know, the Pharisees could have used the Lord's prayer. They, they could have easily have been reading the Lord's prayer as, as they prayed wherever they were, but there wouldn't have been any power in it. Ephesians 6.18, this is why it says this, and pray in the spirit on all occasions with all kinds of prayers and requests. If we do not find that we are praying, if we're finding that prayer is not really something that, that we do, trying to simply convince ourselves that we need to or should pray, or trying to learn a method, thinking, man, this is a really important thing that therefore I must do, is remaining in the flesh. It's us who is trying to pray. Prayer reminds, remains outside of us. External to us, Andrew Murray again, the flesh can say prayers well enough, calling itself religious for doing so and thus satisfying conscience. But the flesh has no desire or strength for the prayer that strives after an intimate knowledge of God that rejoices in fellowship with Him and that continues to lay hold of His strength. So finally it comes to this, the flesh must be denied and crucified. New formulas, fresh tactics, better understanding, more knowledge will not lead us to pray. We cannot convince our flesh that prayer is something that we should do. In this series, let us not commend prayer to ourselves. Let us commend ourselves to prayer, which is this, to commend ourselves, to hand ourselves over into the hands of the man who can teach us to pray. Let us come to Christ with faith and say, Lord Jesus, you need to teach me to pray like you pray. Don't make me someone who, he's not gonna make you someone who prays, he's going to make you a prayer. It will become inherent to who you are. That's what he wants to do. Our concept of teaching today, you know, is, a little bit flat, different to what it was at the time of Jesus. We think teaching today is often a transference of information, of, of knowledge, which can be picked up externally to the teacher and who they are. And so you walk into a classroom often these days And the teacher, I don't know, actually, I haven't been in school for years and years, but the teacher's writing on the board, you know, here's all the information that you need to learn. I used to do that in mathematics, you know, just write it out. Here it is, you write it out. Holy smokes, you know what I mean? Like, it's information that that sits external to the teacher. I mean, anyone could do that, right? The teacher could be anyone. At the moment, we we are taking my daughter, our daughter, to swimming lessons. It's extremely cute, I can say. Uh, but she, so she learns, she's learning to kick and float. What we're trying to do is we're trying to teach her to swim. Swimming is something that's external to me, right? It could be a teacher in the pool. It could be anyone. It's, it's not inherent to who I am. To teach my daughter kindness, on the other hand, is a different matter, isn't it? It's not something that I can just sort of pick up and say, okay, here you go, Audrey, this is, this is kindness. You know, learn this, do this. Kindness, gentleness, love cannot be taught as externalities in the sense that we think of teaching often. It's who we are. Kindness is, something, is not something we do, it's who we are. As a dad, I, I, I want to lead her into, impart to her, teach her, hopefully the spirit of kindness, but it's not something that's external to me. I can't just teach it like that. I wanna tell you, Jesus here is not teaching us to pray as some external activity. He's not giving us a rule book on this is how you should pray. He's not teaching us to swim. These words, what He wants to do is make them alive in our hearts. Jesus said, my words are spirit and truth. He is teaching us, He's leading us to have a spirit like Him, to be like Him, to have a constitution, a being which is like His. And this is what his being is like. Our Father in heaven, Jesus, the Son of God, cried out, my Father in heaven, hallowed be your name. Jesus said, my desire is to glorify the Father. That's what I've come to do. I don't wanna glorify myself. I'm here to, to lift him on high, to make him large. Your kingdom come, your will be done. Jesus said, my food is to do the will of him who sent me. These are expressions of his spirit, of who he is. For Jesus to teach us to pray is this, for us to come to him. He's alive, I wanna tell you. He's not on earth, he's in heaven, but he's alive, he's living, he's active. And what he wants to do is as we come to him, he wants to make this spirit of prayer a live reality in our hearts, that we would be people who pray. It would be inherent to who we are. We would take on His heart. You know, if you know your Father, you cry out to Him and you say, my Father. Galatians 4, 6, because you are His sons, God sp- sent the Spirit of His Son into our hearts. The Spirit who calls out, Abba, Father. Romans eight fifteen for you have not received the spirit of slavery leading to fear again, but you have received the spirit of adoption as sons by which we cry out, Abba, Father. Is that the cry of your Spirit tonight? Is that the cry of our spirits? Abba, Father in heaven, hallowed be thy name. That is what Jesus wants to put in us. That it wouldn't just be words, it wouldn't just be things that we think, thoughts that we have in our head, in our heads, but it would be the, the inner, our heart and our soul would be saying, Ah, oh, my Father, you are good. I live to glorify you. A problem comes when we take the words that Jesus says and separate them from him, the person. See, the disciples didn't just take those words that Jesus said, you know, teach us to pray, Master. Gives them the words and then they sort of run off and say, okay, cool, now now we know how to pray. (laughs) They're trusting him, they're walking with him, They're, they're following him, they're leaning in on him and saying, Master, give us your spirit, teach us to pray. He wants to do that for us tonight, for you. This is his invitation. It's a beautiful invitation to trust Jesus to do something in your heart which you cannot do, which I cannot do, to make us people who, whose very essence is to pray. Not to simply say the words out of our lips that he's our father. Not even just to have regard in our head that the Bible says He's our Father and therefore, yeah, we agree with it. But to know in our hearts, He is our Father and we truly are the children of God. This is what it means to have faith that Jesus can do something in us to change us. So how do we move forward tonight? What does it look like to respond? Well, if you were here, and and, and to be honest, I'm here, and I'm saying, I don't pray like Jesus. I I do not pray unceasingly. It, It is not the fullness of my heart to cry out all the time, my Father, hallowed be your name. If you're here tonight and you recognise that need in your life, if we're like the disciples tonight and we see how Jesus prays and we think, how can I pray like that? If we see a lack of power in our prayer, a lack of of depth, if we see a lack of fervency or perseverance, sustainability in our prayer, can I please say to you, do not be downcast tonight do not be discouraged. You have a Saviour in heaven who wants to change our hearts. He wants to give us His heart, to make us into His image. And so what we do is we do what the disciples did and we trust Jesus. We don't just go to Him and say, teach us to pray and then walk away from Him. We stick with Him. We say, Jesus, I need you to do this in me. And so the first thing that he calls us is this. Because the disciples came to him and they asked that question. He said, you know what I want you to do? I want you to go away and pray like this. And so the first thing we do is we we do what he said. We get into our inner chamber, not in front of people. We, We go somewhere by ourselves and without complexity or without pretense, we pray, my Father in heaven. And it might not be a reality in your heart, but that's fine, don't worry about that. Don't worry about that, trust Him to make it a reality. Come with what you've got to Jesus. He's fine, we've heard it before. Wherever we are, that's fine, we just have to come to Him. We come to Him with with what we've got and, and we be obedient to Him. And He says, pray like this. And so if you've got nothing else, just go into your room. If you need to get up before the kids are awake to do this, you do that. Do whatever you can to get alone and come in simplicity. It doesn't have to be long. And just say, Jesus, I'm I'm waiting on you to make a heart. Give me a heart of prayer. We come before Him and we pray that, our Father in heaven. And you just pray that. Each morning this week, you get up early if you need to and you pray that prayer. And, And it's not the getting up early or it's not the getting in the room that's gonna do it. It's you trusting Jesus. It's not even you saying the prayer that's gonna do it. You don't even have to say the prayer. You could literally get into your room and say, Jesus, I want to pray like you pray. He hears that. He hears that. He can work with that. All he needs is our faith. We trust him to do what he said he could do. This is what Ezekiel 36, 26, I'll give you a new heart, I will put a new spirit in you. You see, what we need is not rules or activities or programs or things, we need a new spirit. I'll put a new spirit in you and I'll remove the heart of stone from your flesh and give you a heart Remove the heart of stone and give you a heart of flesh. I will put my Spirit in you. Jesus is in heaven, but His Holy Spirit can come and reside in your heart to lead you into all truth and cause you to walk in my statutes. And you'll be careful to observe my, audiences, my ordinances. So I just want to encourage you: if you have a heart for prayer, if you want to pray like Jesus did, just start the morning. Just start every morning this week. However, whatever that looks like for you, just go into your inner chamber, not in front of men. Simplicity, not complex, and say, Jesus, teach me to pray. And then pray the Lord's Prayer. See what happens. See if a heart, a heart for prayer, this spirit that Jesus had start, starts to bubble up in you. And if, it, if it's sort of bubbling up a little bit, and then it, but you're thinking, man, there's more here then what we do is we just say, Jesus, what else do I need to do? There's this great quote. This is the whole difficulty of the matter. We wish to pray in the Spirit. In other words, pray with the Spirit that Jesus has and at the same time, walk after the flesh. It's impossible. You might get into your inner chamber and say, Jesus, teach me to pray. And He might say, I want you to give up that thing. And you're thinking, what's that got to do with prayer? Trust Him. Trust Him. The Spirit will lead you. This is not rules, don't trust my sermon, don't trust these words. Trust Jesus, He's a person. He can do it. He is more than able. Maybe you're here tonight and you've never prayed before. you think, man, this is fresh, like prayer. Cool, could give this a crack. Beautiful, beautiful. That's all the faith God needs. You just go to Him and you say, I don't even know what prayer is, God. I've never done it before. I wanna tell you, oh, He will he will put in you a heart of prayer. He will. You see, this is what He wants. Come on, church, it's not us striving to do it. He is longing to pour out into us a new spirit. He said it. We don't have to work and strive. All we have to do is we have to be obedient. Acts 5.34, the spirit is given to those who obey. I want to tell you, maybe you've never prayed before and you don't know. You're saying, My father, I don't see him as my father. That's okay. That's okay. Maybe step out in faith and say, Maybe he could be my father. If you are my father, show me. He wants to show you that. He is your father in heaven. He loves you stacks. He's good, he's a greater father. He's, he's a greater father than, than, you know, like he's just better. You know what I mean? Like, I don't know what your, I felt to say this, I don't know what your experience of your father has been, but I just wanna say, he's a better father than any earthly father is, than the heaven is above the earth. You know what I mean? Like, I love earthly fathers. I'm a father, but he's so much better. He is so good. He's the one that we need to know. We're gonna pray in just a moment and then sing a song, but I just wanna read Just a a bit of this book, there's this book by the name, a guy by the name of Andrew Murray, writes a great book called The Prayer Life. I highly recommend it if you wanna read it in this series. Listen to this. Maybe maybe you've been in and around church, in and around God for a long time. Maybe this is your experience here tonight. I just wanna encourage you. This is a message of encouragement. Many a one has turned to his inner chamber under bitter self-accusation that he's prayed so little, right? You know, oh man, I, I just don't pray much and has resolved for the future to live in a different manner. I really want to pray, I should pray. Yet no blessing has come. There was not the strength to continue faithful and the call to repentance had no power because his eyes had not been fixed on the Lord Jesus. If he had only understood, he would have said, Lord, you see how cold and dark my heart is. I know that I must pray, but I feel I cannot do so. I lack the urgency, the desire to pray. He did not know at that moment that the Lord Jesus in his tender love was looking down upon him and saying, you cannot pray. You feel all is cold and dark. Why not give yourself over into my hands? Only believe that I am ready to help you in prayer. I long greatly to shed abroad my love in your heart so that you in the consciousness of weakness may confidently rely on me to bestow the grace of prayer. Just as I will cleanse you from all other sins, so also will I deliver uh, deliver you from the sin of prayerlessness. Only do not seek the victory in your own strength. Bow before me as one who expects everything from his Saviour. Let your soul keep silence before me. However sad you feel your state to be, be assured of this, I will teach you how to pray. Lord, Heavenly Father, in this moment, we simply say, teach us to pray. Not a method, not a a way of doing it, not a, particular approach, not justifying, man, this is so important. I should be doing praying, but you know, oh man, it's sort of slipping down my priority list. Lord Jesus, we come humbly, I come humbly, and I say, make me a prayer. Make me someone who prays. Put a new spirit within me. Put a new heart within me. That with everything I have within me, I would cry out, my Father in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as in heaven. Lord Jesus Christ, I, I, I ask, we ask humbly tonight that you would make us a praying church. Not meaning that we have lots of prayer meetings or or, you know, lots of, I don't know, prayer activities, that we would be people who pray inherent to who we are. Not able to do anything but pray, but cry out. When the day's been long and we're feeling tired and we're feeling maybe a little distant from You, we wouldn't wouldn't be going, oh, I need to go to sleep. The cry of our heart would be, oh, I need to pray. Oh, I need my Father. Father, come and give me strength for tomorrow. Come and provide for my needs. Oh God, make us a people like this. I know this is what you long to do and so we call out to you in faith, in belief, in trust and we step out in obedience. We step out in obedience this week. The ones you are calling even right now in this moment God, fill them with courage to step out in obedience this week to do what you've called them to do. Maybe even other things you're putting on their heart right now and you're saying, son, daughter, I I need you to do this. There's something blocking, there's something in the road. You're chasing after the flesh here. This needs to be removed. And oh, once that, oh, the, the, the doors will open. The Spirit will come in, light will come in, leading us into everlasting life. We thank You, Lord Jesus, this is who You are and You've revealed Yourself to be in Jesus' Name. Amen. We're gonna sing a song together as we, as we close our service. I surrender, like a rushing wind, let His Spirit breathe within us to make us new. Let's sing this together tonight, church.
1: Sing, here I am. Yeah.
2: Live!
3: God wants us to pray because He longs to have more of our life. God wants to draw people to Himself. And through prayer is where we communicate with God. We can ask that the Holy Spirit will do things greater than what we can ever do. And God longs that each one of us comes into relationship with Him. That's why he's saying, Come, pray, seek me. Listen to what 2 Chronicles 7 says, verse 14. It says this Then, if my people who are called by my name will humble themselves and pray, and they seek my face and they turn from their wicked ways, I will hear from heaven, I will forgive their sins, and guess what it says? I will restore their land. I don't know about you, but Australia needs good healing, don't you think? We need our land to be healed. I'm not talking about our physical land, I'm talking about spiritually. I heard it said that, you know what I mean? That this is the land of the Holy Spirit. Well, we need a great movement of the Holy Spirit before we become that. And this is what it says, that if we humble ourselves tonight, and we pray and we seek His face and we turn to Him. Great things will happen. Can we do that? Can we pray right now? Just pray in your hearts. Begin to seek His face. I know we're gone a bit over time but these are significant spiritual moments I believe for us as a church. Just as Matt was talking about. Come on, let's pray God. God, you're hearing our worship. We're surrendering ourselves afresh to You. Holy Spirit, teach us to pray afresh. Draw us into You, Father. And our prayer, Lord God, is that You, through Your Holy Spirit, will heal us as a people. Lord, as we turn from our ways of doing things and humbly bow before You, Lord. Lord, we know because Your Word says that You will heal our land. Oh God, Australia, Brisbane, our suburbs that need their land healed, Father. And so Father, as we do this series together, keep teaching us, humbling us, shaping us. May we be a people Drawn to our knees in humility, seeking Your face, Lord God, Lord, that Your will will be done and not ours. And all God's people said, "Amen." Hey, it is so good having you joining us, uh, joining us online as well. Uh, we want to offer you as, as well. Uh, our service might be about to finish, but if you want prayer, I want to encourage you to come up the front. We'd love to, as a pastoral team, we'd love to pray for you doesn't matter how big or small you might think it is God wants to hear and we want to pray and journey with you does that sound cool sounds awesome okay there's a couple of things before we go is remember the connection lounge jump on board with that as well as all the barbecues are heated up Tyrone gave me heads up about that the sausages are cooking and so people need to eat it sound good God bless, have an amazing week. Get involved in any Connect groups, hit that Connection Lounge, come back next week and God bless our prayer is that God will use you powerfully this week.